Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Hutari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, I'm referring to growth in our relationship to God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do in this particular episode is take a few moments and share with you some things from my perspective that I've been observing over the course of the past few years, but primarily within the course of the past two years. There is a strong need that I'm seeing in our culture, in our society, in America right now, I'm specifically referring to America in the Western Hemisphere, North America. We are in a situation where the tension that has been mounting over the course of the past few years, but significantly over the course of the past two years, and this year being 2022, the tension has reached a point where something has to give. Sociologically, something has to give. The tension that exists right now cannot be sustained indefinitely. And I'm seeing and have been seeing for quite some time the fissures, the cracks that have been widening, and the difficulty that I'm seeing in front of us really rests on the shoulders of the people that are between the ages of new birth and 25 years old. The individuals that are falling in that category right now, culturally, in the Western Hemisphere, in America are experiencing tension even though they themselves don't have words to put to it. To them, this is normal. And so what they're feeling, they are adapting to, but the design within our lives as human beings, we just simply are not designed to handle this type of sustained pressure 
and call it normal. That's why we see things that start to crack like gender identity confusion. People reaching places of confusion where they don't really even know whether or not they are animal or human, what the distinction is. Whether they are male or female, what the distinction is. The difficulties that are developing as a result of the pressure that we're facing and have been facing is going to crack and it's going to implode. And when that takes place, we as people that are spiritually developed in relationship with God because of Jesus Christ, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, because of the reality of being reborn, new birth, because of the reality that within us is a solid core of eternal life, no longer the nature of sin and death and the lust to continue to move in that direction, even though it's destructive. It's like that runaway train thing. You just can't seem to stop going in the direction that's headed over the cliff. Now, for those of us who have ears to hear, eyes to see, things have been opened up to us, it is time for us to be in a place of action. Simply observing in the name of being a person who respects the privacy of other people, this is not a time to try to be politically correct when it comes to helping people out, or at least extending that because And when I say extending that, I'm saying extending help. Reaching out to our neighbors. Finding ways for us to express kindness. For us to express peace, reconciliation, understanding. For us to experience and express forgiveness. For us to be in a place where we are open to have wounds healed and offer things where we can have restitution, where things are not only apologies be expressed, where we offer apologies, but where there are actions that follow up on that apology, where we make things right where we as people actually are giving. We are generous. We express the element of kindness and we treat our neighbors with respect. The kingdom of God is not something that we can just put on like a coat. The kingdom of God 
is a lifestyle that's expressed as a result of us being spiritually made new, where we have life that is proceeding from us that previously wasn't there. It just wasn't there. We didn't have relationship with God, and we did not have relationship with one another, even though we may have called it relationship. In many respects, it was self-serving, perfunctory, or religious. And I'm talking about relationship with God and in relationship with one another. The cravings and the lusts that we've had for things that ultimately have brought us heartache and emptiness, the lusts that we've exhibited and the way that we've craved for them and how we've used each other to try to fulfill them, it's like wood ticks trying to suck blood from each other. It's just not going to happen. So, with this tension that's in front of us, we as people who are born of the Spirit of God have the opportunity to demonstrate the hope, the reality of there being something more to life than this, to offer someone more than a fairy tale, to offer to someone more than religion, but to offer someone the keys to life and to offer it in a way that doesn't make them feel cheap or lesser than who we are. Where we don't have to come across as people that are giving charity away and we make a big deal out of it so that other people can see us do this great thing. But we are a people that are doing these things of kindness, of finding needs in our community, finding people like someone who is a widow and finding out that their home is in disrepair. And without having a large fanfare demonstration about it, we can find ways to help someone like that as an expression of sincere love, which ultimately is a demonstration of God's kingdom, how he has things that are quality points of provision for those who can't afford it. Through no fault of their own, and there is a demonstration of mercy and kindness without them feeling cheap or that they are on the end of receiving some form of charity. The goodness that God is inviting us to be a part of is most certainly a spiritual awakening and a demonstration of the vibrancy of his life for us personally, 
for the element of joy, for peace, for righteousness, for feeling right about life. However, if it's not given away, the key to being filled up is flowing out. We are filled up to give things away. <laughs> it's amazing. And the reality is we can never outgive God. So for us to participate in being givers is such an incredibly wonderful, powerful demonstration of the kingdom of God. It is as powerful as someone being physically healed from cancer. To have someone's light bill paid can be as profound and impacting as someone being delivered from demonic oppression. The things that we might take for granted are things for other people that are extravagant luxuries. If we as people in the Western Hemisphere have an abundance of wealth, for us to build bigger barns is really not the answer. But for us to distribute our wealth and then teach people how to generate prosperity, how to manage wealth, and how to have money work for us and not us working for money, for money to be in its place as a servant, not as a master, for money not to lord over us so that we worship it, but that it is a tool that's used so that we can demonstrate the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth. <laughs> we are in the midst of one of the most unique, powerful, wonderful demonstrations of the Spirit of God. And this is the early stages of it. What's mounting and growing, none of us, none of us have experienced anything like the fullness of this. And the fullness of it is something that we, who are in our 50s and 60s, as far as our age goes, we're not going to see the fullness of it by the time we die. The fullness of this wave of the Spirit of God, the height, the height of its crest, of its peak point, I can't tell you exactly when it is, but my vision sees about 50 years in front of me and I don't see the end of this particular movement of the Holy Spirit taking place before 50 years goes by. <laughs> Unique thing about it is, I'm not the only person saying these things. And another unique element of it is, and I have intentionally been doing this, 
I am not looking at the other networks or venues of communication pertain to things like this that I'm talking about. I'm not using other places to fuel my passion. I just so happen to see and have things come my way that coincide with the things that are going on in my heart, which indicates to me that the Spirit of God is speaking to people far beyond just me as one person. (laughs) This movement of the Holy Spirit is international. I'm in contact with individuals from Kenya, Nairobi, Pakistan, France, Canada, different areas of the world, um, North uh, United States, and a common theme is being spoken across the board, and that is this. Some very, very, very high-pressure, difficult times are taking place right now, and not just in America, but in America, all throughout the nations. There are some difficult, very, very, very tense things going on. Politically, economically, in area, sociologically, a variety of different, spiritually, a variety of different aspects of life are being pressurized, so to speak, to a point of them cracking. And that is because ultimately they will collapse. All things will come to an end eventually. But in the process of that taking place, this shaking, the pressure, the cracking, the crumbling, Jesus is on the other side of that. All of that that's going on, that is taking these things and ultimately bringing them to a place where they will crumble. Behind that is Jesus. And he is sufficient. (laughs) He is what will remain. And he is more than enough. But he is sufficient. And when we get to the place where it is just you and Jesus, me and Jesus, and it's between the two of us, and he convinces you that he is more than enough, and you surrender and let that be a reality, and you experience that, and you begin to experience the fullness of that, and see just how adequate he really is, you will have turned a major, you'll have turned a major page in your life pertaining to your growth and development, to have abandon and surrender and trust, faith, that kind of faith, 
your life and the usefulness that comes from that, praise God. And so what's the purpose of sharing all of this in a particular podcast? Well, for some of those listening, this is affirmation as well as confirmation that confirms things you've heard in your heart and things around you. It's like, man, I've been hearing a lot about this kind of stuff. Or I've been feeling this really strong inside of me. And funny, David, you should be talking about this. And with as much energy and passion that you have inside expressing it, I'm hearing other people talk about this. For some of us listening, some of you listening, that, that's what's going on. For others, this is relatively new information. However, there's something inside of you that's going, wow, there's, there's something to this, man. I'm going to have to look further. What does he mean by revival? Not just a week of meetings or several meetings in a row of a church gathering, but reviving, a real awakening. What is he talking about when he's talking about spiritual revival? Life with Jesus Christ, passion, full of the Holy Spirit. Reconciliation with God as Father. Being sanctified, being holy. Walking in the Spirit. What does he mean by all that? There's something inside of you that's crazy. For some of you listening, you're like, I, is, I don't know. This is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And undoubtedly, there's someone listening saying, you're crazy. <laughs> you all are crazy. And that would have been me saying that 50 years ago, whatever. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Uh-uh. There are things that are taking place in the world today that are not coincidental and they're not just news bites, sound bites for a news channel. They're actually really events that are current that fit into a very apocalyptic scenario. Eschatologically, we are in a very, very, very profound time. Not unlike any other time, except the fact that time has been moving along and we are closer to the end than we are to the beginning. And so with that in mind, it's wise for us to be aware of the signs of the time so that we're not caught unawares. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for communication that you provide and how you reach us in ways and at times that make contact. 
it makes a connection. It brings about a reality to things that you have been preparing us for. And our ears and our eyes just seem to focus in and see and hear what you're saying and doing, and it connects. It works together with other things and other people and the unity that you are creating within your body, within your people, how you're taking the pressure and what previously has been driving us apart, how it's now bringing us together by spirit, by spirit that you move beyond the things that are just intellectually, empirically on the surface, but you go into the area of the spirit and you bring about a real change from the inside out. God, thank you. And we submit ourselves to the work of your spirit to the expansion of your kingdom, both to us and through us. Thank you, God. Amen. All right, folks. I love you. I hope the rest of your day goes smooth. If you have any thoughts, questions, you just like to drop us a line, please, man, feel free to do so at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. That's lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. All one word, all lowercase, life around the fire. And again, at gmail.com, we would love to, really. We would love to hear from you. And uh, in the meantime, one little small thing, right? Find one of your neighbors. And just when you see them, take a moment and just say, Hello! You say, what's the big deal about that? You know what the big deal about that is? We live in a society, in a society, where people have lived together in the same neighborhood for over 20 years and have never said hello to their neighbor. And so if we're called to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, I know there's privacy and all that, but just, just for the sake of the kingdom of God. And say to your neighbor, hello. All right. All right, folks. I love you. Have a great day. Bye now.